Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Alright, hey. We're here another week at Cat Radio. How are y'all doing? Good. I'm okay. Good? I could be better. We got I'm a good trying to, one good one up. okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is, I like your lipstick today. Thank you. That's cute. Random compliment. Why is it random that I like your lipstick? It's nude. Is it nude? Yes. If I like it matches your sweater, maybe that baby pink underneath your lips and the, the combo, you know? Maybe so. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Erin. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. It's 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 been a week. The last been going on. Uh, Shardy, want to introduce Erin? Yes. So Erin Acuna is here with us today, and she is an exotic private chef, feminist, an entrepreneur, and she was born and raised in West Covina, California. Now, while her other classmates were getting ready for college, all she wanted to do was work and figure out how to be famous. After (laughs) listing eating as one of her college hobbies, her counselor suggested that she go to culinary school. Without doing any research, and a 50,000 student loan later, $50,000 student loan later, Mm -hmm. she attended Le Cordon Bleu Culinary School of Culinary Arts in Pasadena. Um, So from there, not only did you, it prepared you for what you needed in the kitchen, but you didn't stay there for too long. This is now at 26, by the time you were 26, you had served as a private chef, correct? I went into being a private chef. But then you dipped and then you ended up in a, in a, In a sex store. Yes. Meow. You know, I just needed more. I wasn't satisfied in the back of the kitchen. I just needed to be, like, in front of people. And then also being a private chef, I loved it. It was more one-on-one with my clients, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was traveling with them, and I just didn't have time to focus on me and what I wanted to do. And at that point, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So you ended up experimenting with flavored lubricants yes I and now you cook with them um yeah i do i just started i just got sponsored by system joe come on sponsor and um it's been really fun i don't think people quite understand it yet i don't i was about to say (laughs) i was just about to ask you what would what's something that you could cook with a flavored lubricant my mind immediately went to syrup like pancakes oh yeah so sweets are always number one because a a lot of the lubricant flavors are very sweet my biggest challenge has been trying to cut the sweetness with acids or herbs to make Mm it uh, more savory but what it is good for on like meats and marinades and stuff is for like if you caramelize it on the grill like all the sugars um, in the lubricant, they caramelize really really well so what the hell what the hell possessed you (laughs) to uh, be at the sex store and you got these flavored lube and you're done with Le Cordon Bleu. That's now a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. You, what? Did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated okay. when I was 19. Oh, so nice. what possessed mm-hmm. you then to be like, I think that I can translate this. And I, I think I can incorporate this into some some recipes because I don't think that's where my mind would have went. Like that, that literally intrigues me. So I'm absolutely disgusting. Um, (laughs) Working in the kitchen with all men, um, I really learned how to clap back like quick on the harassment front, you know? Um, And so I just, 
being surrounded by men for like seven years, my mind's always in the gutter. And so <laughs> it's crazy how the sex store found me. I was like, okay, cool. Got all my education there, like all this knowledge on sexual health and anatomy and toys and all that stuff. Um, and then we had we have vendor trainings and I had a training one morning um, before the store opened and I was like, okay, like, this is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't I just cook with it? No one's doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've always been one just to, like, do my own thing. I hate it when people copy me or I hate, like, following or doing what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to run with this. I what went- are people's reactions? Yes. <laughs> I was confused. To the lubricated dishes. But I'm curious, too. Um, You know what? It's so new still that a lot of people are still very, like, real like they'll smell it before they put yeah. it in their mouth like, is like, that safe you're That's serving me lubricated uh, yeah pot roast so uh, yeah. <laughs> so pretty much these lubricants are all flavored with plant cellulose so they're all vegan and they're oh. all um safe to ingest yeah they're all safe to ingest i mean it can go in our vagina which is super sensitive mm-hmm. you know so why wouldn't it be safe to eat um and yeah i just think it's a fun way to introduce sex Working at an adult store has really blown my mind in a lot of ways because there's so many young people, Mm -hmm. like especially with like how social media is now and sex sells and girls are taking like, you know, crazy photos on Instagram showing their skin, me being one of them. And, (laughs) you know, you would think that they'd have they'd be more comfortable with sex and they're not. Like, there's girls that come in all the time, and they're like, I hate going down on my man. And I'm like, what? He's well, probably cheating on de- you right depending now. Depending on his hygiene. Right. Yeah, well, yes, girl, <laughs> yes. That's also something I'm a hygiene important. freak, so that's the first Same. thing my mind went to. Same. <laughs> and men are nasty. Cheddar yeah, cheese. Girl, yes. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I feel attacked. So, I think that, you know, it just it's a fun way for. They can be nasty. They can be. Yeah. A lot of them Save are. your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it's fun. I think that it's a fun thing to do for couples, for date nights, for erotic parties. Um, anything that gets thrown my way that has to do with sex or leading up to sex or after sex or aphrodisiac menus, mm. anything like that. Okay. I love mm-hmm. that. Well, let's get into the small talk. Mm-hmm. First of which that I want to discuss. Uh, we know. <clears throat> award gal. No, not the awards. Really? No. What's first on my list this week is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what is it? I don't know why I just started busting out laughing. What's first on my list this week is. I'm the only lady here, still a realest nigga in the room. Oh my I gosh. break the internet, top two, and I ain't number two in my body. Y'all didn't listen to Top Off? I did. By I, DJ Khaled, I did Future, and Jay-Z. I did one time, and I was like, Fuck oh, it up, then cute. leave, come back, fuck it up, and leave again. Top of the coop, and it look like free me. Okay, I love this. And I love <laughs> like a free me. I can't believe I haven't heard it, because I love all of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm sleeping. It didn't do anything for me, to be honest. I only liked Beyonce's verse. That was the highlight. But also, you know, it's Friday morning and Ivy Park is allegedly about to open some stores, some some surprise stores. So, yeah, the brand is doing... Like a pop-up shop? No, like like stores. Wow. 
Like the brand is doing that good. So yes, congratulations to B. I think we're about 30 something days away from the Coachella. Mm -hmm. So I will be enjoying via streaming. <laughs> Are you going vegan? No, I vegan veganism is not for me. Mm -mm. I know my strong suits. I you know both of my sisters are vegan and um I mean I will eat vegan food. I have no Same. issue eating vegan food and things like that, but I no. I'm cognizant of of like my meat to veggie ratio. Portions. Um, I was just teasing Derek the Chase this past week and I was with him. And I told him that I'm so envious of his metabolism because he can just eat whatever. Like when I look at his Insta stories, he's like eating whatever and he still maintains like a, a six pack. Yeah. yeah. But he said he, he also watches what he eats as well. Yeah. I remember this vegan I knew in high school. She gained a lot of weight when she went vegan because of... Because potato chips carbs. are so accessible. Right. You can have a thing full of... Uh, French fries from McDonald's and still be vegan. I mean, so. I would love to be vegan if I could digest it, but I can't. You can't? No, what? girl. I don't eat carbs. I have a hard time digesting carbs. Well, it's not all carbs. Well, like starches. Star okay. Yeah. Okay. I know one of my uh, former bosses, her brother tried it and it made him really sick. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was eating, though, but his eyes got like real sunken in his skull Ooh. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, my sisters are fine. Not skeletal. They're fine. That's sad. Yeah. Also, Sade is making her grand return to music. You all know that uh, A Wrinkle in Time came out this mm -hmm. week. Her song is named Flower of the Universe. And I don't know if it's on any streaming platforms yet. I just saw... Um, I heard a clip of it. It was announced it. on Twitter. I haven't heard a clip yet. I heard but, a, it's um, classic Sade. Nothing's changed. Good. So she's on that. Um, like I mentioned, I ran into Derek this past week, and I went to Milan's birthday party, Milan Christopher. Um, if you, if you, are you familiar with Milan Christopher? He was no. like on Love and Hip Hop on oh. the VH1. Okay, yes. A few yes, seasons ago. Yeah. So I went to his birthday party. It was, I had a lot of fun. It was very busy, a bit of a riot, but it was, I had fun. Hmm. And then on Sunday, the Oscars, I went to, uh, I was with Kendall and we went to uh, a little shindig. And so, cause you know, Kendall and I always, Kendall used to host this show. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we went to a shindig. And so what were some of your favorite moments, Jace? Uh, definitely when Jordan Peele went and got his Oscar. And I remember I actually had a dream last night that I won a Grammy. So what? I, yeah, a I was, Grammy? I did. For <laughs> what? what? I don't know. Be doing I don't music? know. Maybe I don't sing. But maybe I wrote a movie that won a Grammy. For, I don't know. But I just had this dream last night, and I remember just, like, watching him. And there was a meme that came out of him watching Oprah Winfrey. It's a cartoon. Whoopi. What I say? You said Oprah. Whoopi Goldberg. That's what I meant. Um, and like thinking in his head as a kid, like one day this will be me. And then sure enough, you know, some well, years. Well, that meme came from you know in the press conference he mentioned that Whoopi seeing Whoopi as a child mm -hmm. accept her award um, inspired him. Right. But I I'm loved, not a child. Did but you like Kimmel as the host? Oscar. Um, I didn't. I missed his intro. I heard it was good. Oh, it was so good. I he missed was scalping the intro. everyone, but ratings were down by sixteen percent. And I firmly believe that with award shows and in the culture that we live in now, with the instant gratification, people, I feel like award shows have not really fluctuated that much within the past like fifteen, twenty years. The attention it's span. It's just right. Our attention spans yeah. have gotten shorter. So, people, and also the Oscars, they have like. Four performances, maybe like and the Oscars like are two. always the most boring out of all of right. the o o awards because the Oscars are centered around film 
and they're centered around dramas. The mm-hmm. Oscars is not about comedies. It's centered right. around dramas. And limited release dramas and things like that. Foreign so, films. Um, yeah, Trump had something to say about that, and Kimmel fired back and called, because Trump tweeted and said something like, uh, the lowest rated Oscars, and Kimmel thanked him and said, thank you, you know, lowest rated president. Some, some, <laughs> quip, some quip like that. It was really funny. Quack so yeah, back. Jordan Peele was the first black person to win an Oscar for screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniela Vega, who I did not know was trans. I promise I did not know this woman was trans uh, until afterwards. And I saw uh, someone that I follow. What is, I follow was a lot of trans actresses. No, uh, she starred in A Fantastic Woman, which won an Oscar for Best um, Foreign Film. And she also was the first trans person to present at the Oscars. She wore the pink sleeveless dress. Um, I, can't, I think she's from Chile. I'll have to watch so it again. Good. Yeah, she, it, yeah, it was good. Um, also, Yance Ford, who uh, we shouted out earlier this year, um, he's the first trans filmmaker nominee for Strong Island. Uh, Janet Mock shocked me. I did not know that Janet was going to be there. Looking on, on stage. Phenomenal in custom Christian Siriano. Mm-hmm. Um, she performed on stage. You know, she was one of the... Common and, and Andre Day had the, had the stage full of, like, activists. And yeah. Janet was one of the people there. And they performed the song um, Stand Up For Something from Marshall. Yeah. And um, there was some, who else? Was, the Planned Parenthood director or president was on there as well? Yeah, they had a lot of activists. Yeah, it was dope. Mary J. Blige performed Mighty River. And of course, we know that she had two historic nominations. What did you think about the Black Panther cast? Did you see any pictures from, about the Black Panther cast? Um, yes, I did. I just cannot think of any right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, sw- I don't. I've seen so many. I always look for the fashion. So mm-hmm. I just I always look for that. But I yeah. don't really know who's who. Yeah, I, I loved it. What did you think, Jay? Yeah, I definitely just all that chocolate on the red carpet just made me just want to just like lick my lips. Like it was just so good. And there's all these memes going out because, you know, when Warships come around, there's always like making fun of people, what they wore, comparing, you know, this person looks like a cockatoo from this movie in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I could appreciate that this round, a lot of the outfits and decor and not decor, but the, the ambiance of the the attire was dope and mm-hmm. no one was making fun of it. We could respect it. And I think this is the perfect time for a movie like that to come out. Um, and I definitely. And Daniel Kaluuya was wearing Fenty Beauty. Everybody yes. had a big, a big reaction Yeah, a man to that. wearing Fenty Beauty. I mean, men wear makeup in Hollywood all the time. I know, but it's funny because people don't they don't necessarily like, I'm wearing this brand. Yeah. I know? mean, shout out to Rihanna, though. Oh, yeah. Back or Riri. Yeah. The men's and the women's. Um, what else is on my list? Oh, did you hear about Ryan Seacrest? Now, in case you don't know, Aaron, Ryan Trilogy. Seacrest um, is he's facing allegations of sexual misconduct. Are you serious? Yeah, but it's it. The thing is, it came out months ago and then it kind of went away. And now it's like back full force uh, because his alleged victim keeps talking. But what I thought was interesting is that 16 of the 20 Oscar nominees he was shunned by. So 16, there were four Oscar nominees that interviewed with him. Damn. But I think that that was a PR thing. I don't know a if... A PR thing for who? The, I'm saying as far as publicists. Now that I've worked a few red carpets, I see, like, it's not really... Like, if the stars know you or if they really want to talk to you, then they'll override their publicists. But typically, the publicist dictates right, right, right. who the... That's what I'm saying. The, so I'm oh, thinking... Oh, so publicists on their end. Yes. Got it. It's like, got we're it, not right. talking to I'm him. Like, why are Ryan Seacrest's publicists? No, I'm thinking like <laughs> the publicists on their end. Like, we're not talking to him. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to go on. 
Um, but yeah, so 16 out of the 20 dodged wow. him, shunned him. Time's Up was there, of course. Allison Janney won uh, for Best Supporting Actress from I, Tanya, a movie that I still have not seen yet. Me either. I didn't see a lot of these Roby, movies. Roby, uh, what's her name? The girl, uh, Margot Robbie. There we go, Margot oh. Robbie. Thanks, Bert. Thanks, Birdie. <laughs> what <laughs> about yeah, her? What I about love her as actress. Yeah. Um, and cute. then, last but not least, I think one of my highlights was, of course, Frances McDormand's yes. speech. Yes, uh, Stand she up. Won, she won Best Actress, the Oscar for Best Actress for Three Billboards, which I heard was a horrible movie. Um, and yes, in, in her talk about Inclusion Rider. Now, for those of you who do not know what an Inclusion Rider is, it's a contractual demand for 50% diversity in both cast and crew. And a lot of the times, I, I know that I can speak to this experience uh, working in production. A lot of the times, not only am I the youngest, but I'm the brownest in the room as well. Mm -hmm. um, the job, one of the jobs that I just recently wrapped, I was, ooh, there was a team of like, I want to say maybe 50 or 60 of us, and I was one of two black women. There were Jeez. no black men. Jeez. So I, I need inclusion writers to be in every facet. I mean, I know that everybody talks diversity and everyone has quotas to fill, mm -hmm. you know, outside of Hollywood. But I, uh, I don't know if people hold true to that. It was funny because I was actually, um, someone came over to my house the other day and they were talking about the black women who are actually in DGA. This is director's um, Guild of America. And Carrie Washington is doing a lot of big things as a director right now. She got her uh, recognition with Scandal. Has been working that and milking that job. So now she's on the back end directing. I think she has a show on Netflix. Don't quote me on that. With Reese Witherspoon coming out. There we go. Um, this is but, after Scandal. Yeah, after Scandal. But he was saying that he can name all of the black women directors who are in DGA by name. Yeah. Which is it's a huge organization. And the black women, he's like, there may be like, this thing is 4% right now, black women. Yeah. Which oh I thought and, was it, and when it whittles asinine. down to LGBT, it, it gets even oh. skimpier. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm all for inclusion writers. And thank you, Frances Dorman, for introducing uh, the world to the term. She said she's been in the, the business for 30 something years mm -hmm. and she's just now finding out about it. So I think everybody needs to put their money where their mouth is because everybody love to talk and mm -hmm. love to tweet. Put your money where your mouth is and demand your inclusion writers on your sets. Right. And I'm happy you got your trophy back too because that Bobby Oh yeah, some Payne stunt queen. Queen, right. Some stunt queen tried to take Frances McDormand's uh Oscar at the after party. Mm -hmm. yeah. And got arrested. I think he's facing 3 years. 3 No, I think it's more than that. No, it's I, oh, on the, the news three this morning years, it's, and it's three like $20,000 bail. Yeah. Stunt queen. <laughs> this isn't his first uh mugshot. He has a lot from like Seattle. Oh. He's a stunt queen. He told everybody, Literally. he was going around telling everyone he was from Get Out mm -hmm. and asking them that they want to pose with it. And of course, a Negro with an Oscar at an after party, they're going to believe him. Right. And yeah. <laughs> but so, it was stolen. A stunt queen. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Now let's move to the corner. <laughs> and now it's time for the LGBT corner. So this week's LGBT corner, I, it, it, it doubles as a question that I'm posing because I don't know if you all heard about this. There is a uh, male escort who just blew the lid off of the Vatican. Good <laughs> Wait, for <what>? him. <laughs> 
So this just uh, came out of Vatican City. This is via the New York Post. This came out on Wednesday. You know, this is Friday. So this came out Wednesday. The Archdiocese of Naples says that it has sent the Vatican a 1,200-page dossier compiled by a male escort identifying 40 actively gay priests and seminaries in Italy. Good. Uh, in a statement on the website, Cardinal Seppe said none of the identified priests, work, priests worked in Naples, but he said he decided to forward it, the file to the Vatican because there remains uh, the gravity of the cases of which those who have erred must pay the price <laughs> and, and be helped to they repent. Listen, and be helped to <laughs> repent for the harm done. This was a direct quote. The dossier containing WhatsApp chats and other evidence was compiled by a self-proclaimed gay escort named Francesco, ooh, how do I pronounce this Italian last name, honey? Uh, M, Mangiacarapa, that's what it looks like. <laughs> he has told Italian media that he outed the priest because he couldn't stand their hypocrisy any longer. None of the 34 priests or six seminaries was accused of having sex with minors. So I believe that that's, deserves a, a round of applause. That's, I will uh, definitely clap. Yeah, <laughs> that's something new. Um, and yeah, and he was quoted. He was quoted a few times in the New York Times. So if you guys want to check that out, all you have to do is type in the Vatican, New York Times, and you'll get the tea from this escort. So my question to you all is, I know this is something new for the LGBT corner, but... What do you think it is with sexual fluidity and the church? Because don't don't okay. priests don't priests take vows of celibacy like nuns, or am I tripping? Honestly, I'm so over the church. <laughs> I, I don't mean to offend any practicing Catholic who does not, you know, who abides by these rules. Yeah. But it's 2018. Like, come on. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know? the sexual fluidity. It seems like for as long as I can remember, ever since I started paying attention to news, there have always been stories about altar boys right. and things happening. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm trying to understand the connection or rather the disconnect between and, these religious institutions and sexual fluidity. Because y'all out here doing shit. Suppression. Exactly. Suppression. Yeah. I think a lot of people But it's like, never with women. I mean, it's but never, the ones we're doing I've, with men are just out, and it doesn't really matter. I've never seen, because I, if I'm not mistaken, priests take a vow of celibacy, mm -hmm. like nuns. There was a Catholic movie. Priests, but I never have heard a story of a female escort turning in a 1,200-page dossier to the Vatican and to Naples. It's always men, men. or boys. Right, or Underage children. boys, men, right. Or little boys. It's so wrong. You know, I don't know, because I think... And if you look at the vast group, like, I don't know what percentage of these men are actually being quote-unquote fluid. Um, so there may be a bunch of men who are celibate or not doing anything who are quote-unquote straight and they're not talked about because that's what they're doing what they're quote-unquote supposed to be doing. But if you look at the ones that are being outed, maybe it's because it's worse it's being exposed. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's something to ponder on. If you all, we don't have the time to dissect in this episode, but if you all want to weigh in, of course, use hashtag KAT Radio. And let me know your thoughts about that. It's something linear I think with it's religious oppression. institutions and sexual fluidity. And I, I want to know. <laughs> so let's get to my topic. You better call Jesus. My topic this week is basically, how do you all feel about age gaps? And what age gap is too big for you? Too big or too little? So before you answer the question, I want to read off some celebrity couples who have age gaps. Beyonce and Jay-Z, they are 12 years apart. Kourtney Kardashian and her new fine-ass bae, Eunice Benjima. I'm horrible with names today. But they're 14 years apart. Amber Rose and 21 Savage are nine years apart. Scott Disick. Jace, what rock have you been under? She had to teach him hygiene. You don't remember all of these stories about her teaching him how to clip his nails and wash under his scrotum? What? No, I did not remember that. Anyway, Amber Rose and 21 Savage are nine years apart. Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie, mm-hmm. who's Nicole's little sister, they are 15 years apart. Oh, dear. Black China and her latest conquest... Uh, the little 18-year-old, I think his name is YBN Almighty J, one of these SoundCloud rappers. They're 11 years apart. Black China it will be 30, and this boy is 18, I believe. Um, Wendy, Wendy Williams and her husband, Kevin Hunter, are eight years apart. And three women from The View, I don't know how many years apart they are, but I know that they've married younger. So Joy Behar, her husband's younger. Sonny Hostin, her husband's younger. Paula Ferris, her husband's younger. Sarah Haynes, her husband's younger. So my question to you all is, how do you all feel about these drastic age gaps? I'm not talking like four years. Like, oh, I was a freshman, he was a senior. I'm talking like... I was 12 and you weren't even born yet type. Yeah. <laughs> like I was fi- I was a 15-year-old sophomore when you were born. Yeah, odd when you think of it that way. <laughs> I mean, okay. So this has been my whole thing. As Aaliyah said, age ain't nothing but a number. Um, is there a disconnect? Absolutely. I've dated older than I am. Uh, I, I think the biggest gap I had was 20 years. Oh. Um, yeah. Do tell. Yeah, oh, I will. People know. Um, I was actually dating um, one of my supervisors at one point in my life, and I was in my early 20s. And the issue that I think we came across most of the time was, you know, making a joke about him saying something that was part of his, in his demographic or his age group, but I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And then I would say something like pop culture relative to the 2013, but he would be like, huh? And so I think that was the biggest thing. But as far as I think once you're an adult mm-hmm. as of 18 plus, you're an adult and you could date or if you want to date anybody you want to. But in my personal family, you know, my grandfather, I mean, I think him and his wife were 12 years apart. And then my step grandfather, I think they're like maybe 20 some years apart. But don't you think that 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 conversation bringing that aspect in as far as our elders it kind of i don't know if we can relate that to today like in certain aspects we can but i think that was such a common practice back when our grandparents right. were linking and up there's a big difference between a man marrying a younger woman and a woman marrying a younger man too yes. what that was looked upon you know 10 years ago versus yes, now i think true. now it's a little bit more like open to yeah, like women i mean everybody I, I i can recall a time i was 16 and involved with a 25 year old 
I've now, when I was 16 and a sophomore in high school, you can tell me shit. Not only was he fine, he was working and like, he was fine. Like he, he was it. It's different. But when I turned girls. 25 <laughs> and I looked back on that. Yeah. And I said, not Should only was it illegal. <laughs> yeah. But there is no way you couldn't pay me to date a 16 year old. But you're a, you're a woman. It's yes. different because I feel like as women, we always look, Men take longer to mature, a lot of them. Yeah. So for us being younger, looking for an older guy, even if it is illegal, because I've been in that situation too, I feel like we like it it makes more sense for us to date up older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I did the same thing. When I turned that age, I was like, oh, like but I could know, never. But you know what I, what question I would ask is if that's the case, if women mature faster than men, which, I mean, all the statistics say so, what is it about you that women in your age group don't want to interact with you? Why are you coming down to the high school, R. Kelly? Exactly. Why are you coming down here? And it seems predatory. Why are you, why are you camping out on me? If you're, so, if you're looking for a specific type of woman and you find me so mature and so advanced, why aren't women in your own age group good enough for you? I definitely see exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I thought the exact same thing when I turned that age. And I don't have an answer for it. But right, I, right. I definitely get it. I, I think, think it's, it's predatory almost a fill and manipulation. Yeah. Manipulation, they yes. Feel, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, and control. Yeah. Because I there's times, because for me, when it comes to dating, like I have so much control over different things in my life. But when it comes to dating, even when with restaurants, Order my food for me. Like, I don't care. Just, like, I'll eat No, anything. don't order my food for Same. me. Order my food for <laughs> Do not. Me. I have my own mouth. <laughs> order my, my own food voice. for me. I like everything. I don't want to think. It'll read this whole entire menu. Like, I'll eat. I like food. I enjoy food. Um, unless we're, like, McDonald's but you or something got, like that. Don't you have tastes for certain things? If I have a taste for something, I'll, like, acknowledge that. But if I'm just hungry and I don't care... I don't me. think I've ever been that hungry where I don't care at a restaurant. Mm, I think it's I don't more think of I've don't ever care than hungry. That, feeling. that happened to me last week because I was my I went to dinner with my friend and he was like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I honestly don't care. Like this menu looks amazing. I think I want everything on it. So you pick for me." So mm. with that, it's, there's a control thing because I'm and I like that too. And men that I've dated in the past who have been that older would irk than me, the shit out of same. Me. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, my uh, part or their like, part? You. If I'm like, baby, what do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. You pick for me. Oh, my God. That would drive me up a wall. Tell me That's what we're you not would dating. like to eat. <laughs> Open your menu like a big boy and pick a selection. Mm-mm. I'm the same way, girl. Well, see, we're not compatible. <laughs> no. Sorry, ladies. Um, but I think it's a controlling aspect of it. And when someone's older, whether they're a man or a woman, they have control over a situation because they have more, quote, unquote, experience or wisdom. Mm, that varies. I and know that what, what I have found is it seemed like ever since I turned 27, something happened at 27 where younger men just bark up the char tree. Girl, I just <laughs> turned 30. When I went into my 30s, I mean, I know like I'm fun and whatever and I don't care, but yeah. I attract a lot of young energy too. Lately, I'm like, no, I'm, yes. not, no, I'm not trying to go yes. down that road. I don't want to teach anybody. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Like, Well, you know, sometimes it's not that bad. I have dated younger. Oh, girl, I, I have too. In, in California. you only live once. Not in Chicago, in California. <laughs> and you need to experience. Yes. You know? I We were having fun, but we weren't having too much fun because... He was an idiot. Same. Uh, and so he was he was fun for certain activities, yes. but not all. And it's he not... worked he worked at Party City. 
<laughs> it's okay, girl. That's where we met. We met at Party City. I was getting supplies. Who were you picking up? I was getting. It was for Pierre's birthday, actually, <laughs> and uh, he was very bold in his approach. And Confidence I was is in, attractive. I was, yes, I was like, okay. but you can't expect someone that young to have it all together, you know. So you but I didn't pretty know, much know what you're. I didn't know into. his age. I yeah. did not know his age. And then I later found out. But then I had I had started liking him. Yeah. I was like, you know, well, I shouldn't help, say started yeah. liking him. I was very intrigued by the time. And then when he told me his age, I was like, well, shit. Like, and he was what twenty three at the time. Yeah, he was he was younger. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into See, he was legal. Any, Let me clear that up. More. He was legal, but we don't need to get into specifics. Y'all won't be trolling me on on the internet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any more. We found love videos. I think twenty five plus is good for me. You can't, age. but you just said age ain't nothing but a number. You I know, just said that. But but younger, I have to cut it off. I'm sorry. Like. Every time I, my experience, when I've dated younger, it does not work well at all. I do a lot better with dating older men. Really? I cannot recall a time where I've dated an older man in recent years. Every man that I've dated has been uh, my age or younger. I did go on a date. Nick was older than me, Mm -hmm. who I've mentioned on the show. If you all have been listening from episode one, (laughs) Nick was, I was maybe 26 or 27 and Nick was like 33. Um, And I enjoyed his company, but it just seems, it seems like I am a young magnet and it literally drives me up a wall. I'm like, dude, you're like 23 on UCLA's football team like leave like it, it just you know I have to say though like nowadays and they think it's funny they think when I reject them that it's funny they think it's cute and they think they, they, they don't think that I'm serious well they don't laugh at me I, <laughs> but I will have to say that um I I feel like nowadays all these younger guys are trying to like do their own thing and be entrepreneurs and stuff. That's what's like intriguing to me. But then when I find out their age, I'm like, fuck, like you're so fine. Like you got this like entrepreneur like attitude and it's dope. But like for what? Like, why am I going to waste my time with you? It's not going to go anywhere. Well, it seems to be working for like the likes of Kourtney Kardashian, for example. Good for her. Not only is he fine, but Mm -hmm. they've been together for a while. He is 23 and she's 37, I believe. Um, It works for, and Jay-Z and Beyonce. um, Beyonce will be 37 this year and Jay-Z almost 50. Um, Now, are you single or are you dating? No, I'm single. You're single? Are you dating at all casually? No, no, no. Men are scared of me. Men are scared. Yeah. Really? Why do you think it might that be is? the shaved head? You look like Okoye. Well, I will tell you, it's <laughs> this that gets me in trouble. Oh, your mouth? Yeah, like they they have no problem approaching me or giving me compliments. Yeah, your but aesthetic is good, so they're probably like, you. yeah, she she'd look good on my arm. Yeah, but then they can't handle the attitude and and my strong personality. Yeah. You know, you're an alpha woman. Yes. Yes. What sign are you? I'm a Sag. Oh, it's Sagittarius. December twenty first. I'm like on the cusp mm. of like. You Capricorn. are one day away from the caps. The caps mm-hmm. start on the. 22nd. I have a lot of Capricorn qualities. Yay! And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw that oh you're gosh. a Capricorn too. Yes, and someone had me cracking up because you know how Twitter will occasionally do those like zodiac threads, and mm-hmm. they were picking out characters, and for Capricorn women, they picked. <laughs> they picked what you? No, oh. I'm, I'm not an actress. <laughs> They picked I mean, freaking 
Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. They said that she is the quintessential Capricorn woman. Mm -hmm. Emotionally unstable, <laughs> loves a drink, Ooh. a bitch. Like all of this, like all of these things that they That's me listed, in a nutshell. I do listed love it. off. They're like snappy, <laughs> testy, a bitch, will cry, loves to drink, you know, and all of and so just if you watch How to Get Away with Murder on ABC, guys, then you know Annalise Keating is a the hottest of messes. Mm -hmm. Good crossover episode, by the way. Did you watch? I watched some of it. I watched clips. So the good. Megabus, I was like, oh no. It was so good. Okay, so and then uh Scott Disick is also in his late thirties, not even mid, because I would consider when you hit the seven. That's your late. Mm -hmm. Late, right. Because you got seven, eight, nine, boom, new zero. So you're in the late. <laughs> um, and so, and Sophia Richie is what, like 18, 19? And yeah, he's like she's not 30 even 20 something. yet. I know that. She's a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Younger crazy. than Kylie. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, black, like I said, Black China's 30, and, and YBN Almighty <laughs> J is 18. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> That's the new SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> Wendy Williams is 53 and Kevin Hunter, her husband, is 45. So I think that everything serves its time and its place. Totally. Um, and watching these people, although everybody doesn't seem genuine or happy or successful, I know relationships take Damn. work, <laughs> mm -hmm. but what I'll say <laughs> is I am open to dating younger. It's just certain social stigmas that totally. I'd be like, Ugh. yeah, like Char Char's thirty dating a twenty three year old. Like, <laughs> see, I wouldn't care. But about if I liked that. him, it's it's it, there are I, so so social stigmas for me that I mean totally. I really yeah, don't yeah, care. Absolutely. Overarchingly, I don't care what people think. But I do like I could only imagine telling my mom. Yeah, like I can hear my mom women, like, well, sure. how old is he? He's very handsome. How old is he? He he, twenty three. He just got his his bachelor's degree. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I feel like because I like guys to like worship me that yeah. younger men like are a lot work of them have mommy sense. complexes yeah but at the same time it's really hard for younger guys nowadays well i shouldn't say all of them but i like them to have like manners like open yeah. my door you know pull Chivalry. out my exactly yeah. yeah so that's kind of hard to find but you know What's the youngest you would date? I was just about to ask that. <laughs> youngest that I, I can't say I would because I feel like I've dated like so young. Youngest that you'd be open to dating. I don't even, I don't ever want to go in the teens or below 21 because I do love to drink. So, um, Something they, to know. Yeah, they no, have to. I always to. say if you can't buy me a drink. Bye. Bye. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't even walk into the bar with me. Same. Bye. Yeah. Um, I mean, the youngest, I, my sister is six years younger than me, and literally all the younger guys that I've dated have been that age. Mm -hmm. And I felt so weird because yeah. I was like, ew, like, this is my sister's friends. Yeah. That makes sense, but, too, because I dated someone who was my sister's age, and she was two years younger than me. And that felt weird for me. It was only two sister, years. I can relate to you because my sisters are five years younger than me. It just and feels there weird are 24-year-old, 25-year-old yeah. men who are like, you know, what's up with this, Shar? So what's the oldest that you'd be open to dating? Um, You know what? I don't really have an, an age on older oh, guys. Oh, Anna Nicole, is that true? Oh, no. Okay, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Hold on. 85, yes. last support. I definitely don't want that. I like a guy with a lot of energy and stamina. That's for sure. So... Um, I don't know. I guess right now I'm 31. I would say like late 30s, early 40s, maybe. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. cute. 
I feel like we enter this pool now and I feel like it, it doesn't matter whether you're gay, straight or otherwise, that if you do not have children, be prepared to be dating people who do have children. That, that, that even applies to the 23 year old. Oh God, I know. You know, I would even like, Someone asked me that before. Like, do you want kids or will you date someone with kids? I'm like, actually, I would date someone with kids. You don't really have a choice nowadays. They already, There's tons of gay men with kids. And they already did the work. I don't have to wipe someone's ass and do diapers. <laughs> well, you don't. You never know. Sometimes they're newborns. That's a scandal, and I'm not ready for all that. Yeah. But if you had, Sexuality is fluid. Sometimes that, they may dip <laughs> in the lady pond and then right, come right back to the you to rage. You focus on your child instead of focusing on me. I'll tell you that much right now. So, Jace, what's the youngest you'd go? And the oldest. <laughs> all right. I'm 30 now. The youngest I would go is probably 25, 26. Oldest, 45. Maybe a little bit older than that. I feel like the older I get, the more open I would be dating to someone younger than me. Right. Like when you're 25 and you're dating someone who's 20, that's the big difference from being 30 and dating someone that's 25. That is true. So I think the older I get, the more open I will be to expanding that, um, I guess, that age And bracket. for myself, I'd say I agree with my good sis Erin over here. Um, that you have to be able to buy me a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, that matters. You can't buy, then buy. You got to be able to buy me a drink. So that is, the, I, I'd go, oh, it feels so weird saying. I, <laughs> I, Say it. I think because, I, I think the youngest I'd go it, right now is 24. 24? Oh, my God. That's Wait, six how years old younger. are you? I'm 30. Okay. Okay. The youngest I'd go is 24. And the oldest? The oldest I'd go... Oh, I don't want wrinkly balls in my face. Um, Girl. I mean, that could be at any age. Get some Botox. That is true. But it gets worse as, as they get older. It starts drooping. You can and fix that. A little shot. I don't have time to be playing Mrs. Fix-It. Same. Um, <laughs> the oldest I'd go right now is 15 years older than me, so 45. I would date a 45-year-old man. Okay. And actually, I'd be open to even older than that. I think it's because it just depends. I was about to say because age is such a state of mind. Mm-hmm. Like number be damned, it's such a state of mind. And there's mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. like uh, these older cats walking around here. I call them cats because that's what you know. That's like their <laughs> their lingo. That I'm like, damn, he is sexy. Like, yeah, he's 63. He is so sexy. You know what, girl? Can I tell you that I'm like super into athletes and they oh, don't too. age, girl. Me too. They look bomb. I got to stay away from football players, but we going to go ahead and change the subject. <laughs> They're the worst. They've done me the worst. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to Jace's topic. All right. So my topic is so sharp. You could actually relate to this personally because you're at the actual event. Um, so the event was the black women in Hollywood in Hollywood. I was not there. I went to ABFF honors, but I did oh, watch shit. it. Black women in Hollywood aired on the own network Saturday, last Saturday, right after the season premiere, season eight premiere of Eon will fix my life. So oh, I saw, I, I, I watched her. everything. Mm-hmm. Me too. Fucking love oh my gosh. That episode. Yeah. Well, that was, mm. it was intense. We'll talk about, did you see the Facebook scandal with the family? Uh huh. Yeah. They're <laughs> a mess. Anyways, uh, so Lena Waithe is a very popular producer out there. Has a shy, has a dear white people, um, very accomplished woman, and she is very out and open as a black lesbian who is a woman. Um, and so she did her speech this weekend, and she pretty much called out people in the audience who were at this event, like you know, come out, come out the closet. So I'm gonna play a clip real quick about what she said. 
So I ask those of you that are still hiding to come out. Come out. Wherever you are, please don't be afraid. And I hope that you know that I'm here to hold your hand whenever you decide to jump into this wonderful pool of people who refuse to be hidden. The water is warm. Yeah, so that was part of her speech when she accepted her award. I also want to encourage you all to listen to the entire thing because Lena's speech was earth-shattering. She literally could have moved mountains with her words. They were so poignant, so relevant. Just the speech made me cry. It made me cry. It was like seven minutes of, she spoke about everything, her love of God, the ancestor, Mm -hmm. just, she covered all of the bases and it just was emotional. It was such a great speech, such a great speech. Everyone was tweeting about it. If you uh, uh, type in your Twitter search bar, hashtag black women in Hollywood and type in Lena's name, you'll see some of the reactions. And it didn't matter if you were gay or straight or, or otherwise, the speech just was magnificent. Moving. It was, I would even, I would even credit it to a Viola Davis quality speech. You know how Viola's always mm-hmm. good, can give you a good speech. Lena's whole speech is like eight minutes long, might, might even be 12. It was so good. It was so, 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 so good. So mm. good. Amen. So that was just an excerpt, but go ahead. Um, so my question to you ladies is kind of the whole process of like coming out. I kind of use that as a, um, I guess, intro to the topic, but what are your, I guess, your thoughts on coming out or not nah when it comes to Hollywood or being a public figure? Because we know all know the representation matters, but when... I guess what's the necessity to expose your personal life and your career and being a representative of your community and how do you kind of separate that? Like, is it important? Do you feel like there's an obligation to, I guess, live in your truth or is it something that you could have private? For me, I have just been raised to always live in my truth. And I, for me, it's never been hard to ever admit anything that I am about myself I'm very aware of my flaws and who I am. So I don't really relate to people who who have a hard time with it. However, I did grow up bullied. So I can only imagine for people who, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine being gay, especially as a young, a young kid, having to come out to your parents family or your parents you know that to me is like heartbreaking because to me it's no big deal I I would love my child no matter what but Mm -hmm. unfortunately society isn't like that a lot of the time and um under a microscope too in the public eye I can only imagine um but for me personally that's all I can ever speak on I just I feel like I will always admit my truth and be who I am but uh that's just really hard for me to to speak on Mm-hmm. Do you think that are you straight? Yes. Okay. So there's been different situations in my life where people have been like, "Oh," and whether it may not have to be about sexuality or me being gay, but just things that have happened that they found out after, where they kind of felt uh, how do I explain? It? 
they felt inadequate because they felt like I wasn't able to talk to them about certain things mm-hmm. when that was just my business. And like, oh, like you're so open about X, Y, and Z, but how come, you know, A, B, and C, you kept a secret? Or I'm like, because that's my business. Oh, yeah. And Don't try to make it about you. Right. Yeah. But it, that, that's happened to me a lot. And, you know, with sexuality included, like, I think that there's kind of a disconnect on both ends of jadedness. Because for me, I've been, quote, unquote, out for Jesus maybe almost 10 years and I forgot what it was like kind of trying to navigate through life being under the radar and like it's difficult and so I can't necessarily tell someone oh go live in your truth or go be out and free and go to West Hollywood because that may not be their jam Mm -hmm. and then with that comes like yeah you're liberated but you have to understand that a lot of people don't want to have to deal with what that all comes with there are totally. a lot of pros and cons but mostly pros um yeah in my experience and from what i've witnessed but I, i've noticed there are a lot of people who i guess are like open secrets like a lot of alligate like for example queen latifah we've seen mm-hmm. pictures of queen latifah vacationing in jamaica with her alleged girlfriend queen latifah has never addressed her sexuality she always plays heterosexual women in her movies with the exception of set it off and in her tv shows and so i think that it might be a generational thing but also what i've what i've learned and it's so funny that we're talking about this because i was watching uh oprah live from the apollo last night well earlier this week and she was talking to Yara Shahidi and she said what she because Yara Shahidi's not a millennial Yara Shahidi's generation Y mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called um wait no Z oh it's generation yeah. Z um Gen Z I feel like Oprah said Y but anyway um <laughs> and so she was saying that uh that but millennials conflate with that generation even though they're they're different um but she said that there's this misconception that the millennial generation is this me 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 like this centered me generation when in reality we are the most woke um and so i thought that that was very important because i believe that everybody for the most part well a good chunk of us bringing children into this world will know how to navigate these conversations because Mm -hmm. of social media and firsthand experiences Mm -hmm. um and so like i said I, i think overall it's it's generational but i there are pros and cons that come with it um, as far as who you have to answer to. But overall, it's best to live in your truth mm-hmm. because that way no one can threaten you with it. Exactly. Do you? F- if you living out here in secrecy, people can hold things over your head. Hello. Mm-hmm. So. Do you feel an extra obligation to live in your truth and be kind of like a spokesperson oh, or hell like no. a hell no. <laughs> no 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 hell no hell no and people have tried to pigeonhole me into that role and i refuse to accept it because that is not what i don't believe that's what i'm here to do mm-hmm. now will i share my story absolutely but i'm not going to continue having these same um cyclical conversations because there's so much on record about me already if you just do your googles so it, it gets it gets exhausting when I have interviews or I talk to people and to me being trans is just a slither of the pie. But to them, that's the most interesting aspect about me. Mm-hmm. I don't think being trans is the most interesting aspect about me. Sure and, it, not. and then it, it, and then it turns <laughs> into this 
here we go lecture hall again. Like Isis King, who was our guest last week, we joke and we call it Trans 101. A lot of people call it Trans 101, but we were uh, recently discussing it. And so it gets, it can become exhausting because yeah. people do look to you to be a figurehead. So you really have to watch. I know that I, I watch my language a lot of the times because I want to make sure that I'm telling my story, but I'm also providing an umbrella because mm-hmm. not every girl is like me and not and I'm not like every girl. Right. So, yeah, it it gets it gets exhausting. Stop trying to make people spokespeople. Yeah. No, I definitely I took on I guess the spokesperson role where I felt obligated to help the community for years and I don't know where that came I actually I know where it came from. It came from me seeing the result of me like just being myself and like talking to my truth and you know oh you're who's this black gay kid who came from a church and went to christian school and you know did x y and z it, it, me just being myself i guess i saw help people and so i started kind of mixing that up with feeling um pressured to expose every element of my life and i remember that just being like like you said Char, exhausted myself doing that because it's at the end like was there left for me mm-hmm. and, and people don't forget and once it's out there it's out there it's out there right yeah. and so i've kind of had to like dial back i dialed back a lot last year when it came to you know interviews and stuff like that and the things i talked about and i remember i actually did an interview recently where i kind of got stuck in that same repetitive like what i always talk about and like all right well what about you so they kind of redirected the conversation which i thought was dope because it was uh it was the show called talked 30 to me and those two straight guys, super dope. And um, I kind of got back into that routine of talking about the same old, same old. And they're like, all right, well, what else? I'm like, you want to know more about me? That's not, you know, about me being black and gay from from the church. Okay, cool. Right, that would shock me. Yeah. If someone right. said a what else to me. Because it's all, it, 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 for me, in certain aspects with certain questions, it's not rehearsed, but it's like I already know what you're going to ask. Right. So I already know what I'm going to say. I mm-hmm. already know how I'm going to paint it. I already know how I'm going to lay this out. Yeah. And the interview goes exactly how I think it's going to go. Yeah. Do you have any experience with, like, kind of people, not a, maybe not a prejudice, but, like, all right, you read your bio. We already know what we're going to talk about, you know. Right. Or just even just in general, you know, um, your sassy mouth, your Instagram page. Like. We, yes, that's <laughs> why on my Instagram page I have the slutty chef that can't cook. That's something that people, even in the kitchen, have always um, assumed about me. I've always been the only girl um, in the kitchen. And, you know, people think that being attractive, then you automatically, you know, aren't good at your craft and you you know, mm-hmm. fuck your way to the top and, mm. and whatever. Hollywood. And yeah. And I'm just like, no, like I stayed seven years so that I can be good at something, you know? And, um, I definitely back up every, all the shit that I talk, you know? So mm. to me that that's really important. But, um, I know that like when I decided to shave my head, people thought like, Oh my God, is she okay? Like, are you having a Britney Spears? Right. Moment? Britney like, 2K. I just 7. feel like society's so stupid. Like just let people live, yeah. you know? Is I, there a reason why you shaved your head? I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was it works for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have bleached hair before this and it just got to be too much. And 
damaged my hair. And I, any way I styled it, it just looked like straw. So I didn't, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it works. But yeah, I just don't but in like. But a lot of times, like what you said with society, a lot mm-hmm. of times, I mean, nine times out of ten, it's people's projections and people's misconceptions. Yeah. And um, ultimately, too, it just comes down to people being so insecure with themselves that they have to pick out other people or just, you know. Or they're sweeping generalizations. They see yeah. you and they see you with the fade and you're talking about you can cook and you have history in a sex store. So people are going to to come to the table with preconceived notions. Totally. And they are going to, whether they're aware of it or not, they're going to throw those in your lap. But and you know what, Charmaine? I love it. You do? I love it. Really? I'm I'm like I love people talking shit. Like honestly, is it's so weird that I I feel like I've had more haters than support my whole life, mm-hmm. and so I'm like ready. Like okay, so it feels on. you a little bit. It you know it makes me horny as fuck. Uh-huh. It's crazy. <laughs> it's haters crazy. Horny. They do. I, I ignore haters at all costs, and it drives them wild. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun in my mentions for an hour. Right. Um, reading me to oblivion <laughs> so i know in spaces me and Char both talked about kind of being in spaces where we're the only black person for you you live which i was when i was reading your bio i was kind of like wow that's crazy because you think of cooking in the household as the woman's job her mm-hmm. chore that's what she does mm-hmm. but very dated mindset but then when it comes to the kitchen in a restaurant it's you know a man's kitchen which is very bizarre and stupid. Um, totally. But for you, you know, you said you're the only girl in your class or the only woman in your class. Um, did you feel like you had to overcompensate? Well, or... I, a lot of the kitchen jobs that I've had, I was one of the only girls in the kitchen. A lot of the girls go to pastry. Um, but I like... And where were you in? Um, I was in cooking, like just culinary. Okay. But a lot of girls are... You know, they like to bake and la da da da. And like for me, I'm like, Give me I a steak. hate baking. Yeah, like it's <laughs> math. I'm like over yeah. it. Um, I prefer the stove over the oven. Same. My one of my sisters is an expert baker. She's always slayed and, and baking. And good, good for her. But I like, can't, you I know, can't. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. Me either. Give me a pork yeah. chop. All those eggs and. And, and just, mixers and yeah <laughs> and it's just like if you fuck up you have to start yeah. all over again a you lot, can't, in a lot of dishes there's no like judging am, it up girl, or correcting I'm done it. yes yeah <laughs> um i'm sorry your question was that okay uh yeah i feel like my experience in the kitchen i had to work extra hard just to be not even accepted, but just to get these guys off my back. Like I remember I, I was, I was always the swing. Well, at my last job, I was a swing cook. So I worked all the stations and I trained whoever was new. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men were older than me. They had more experience than me, but they didn't know the station that they were going to be working on. So I would teach them the dish on the station and have them make the next one. And I remember this one time, I went and I, I had started my shift and I met who I was training that day and I put my hand out and I was like, hi, I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm going to be training you today. And this guy, he just looked at me. He just looked at me up and down and he didn't shake my hand. Oh, I was like, all right, bitch, like you're going to fucking do all the work then. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you're better than me. You think, you know, because you're older than me and you have more experience. I don't. 
is it my like choice to train you? No, I'm just doing, I'm doing what my, my chef job. told me. Exactly. Right. Like, okay, like I'm gonna teach you the dish one time and then you can run the station yourself then. And so that's exactly what I did. I trained him for one day, I told my chef, I'm done. Um, I'm gonna work another station the rest of the week, and I did. And when he saw me work the hotline, um, what's the, the hotline? So in the restaurant, there is garmage, which is typically like salads and okay. cold apps. And then there's the hotline that makes hot apps, your fish station typically, or saute. And then there's grill or meat. That's I'm what it's called. Hungry. Or Me sauce. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so I would work the hotline. What's the salad one and cold one called again? Garmage. Garmage. Mm-hmm. That sounds sexy. <laughs> I'm going to be like, uh, can you get my avocado rolls? Are you sure? <laughs> Have you checked to see if they're in the garmage? There you go, girl. Yes. <laughs> I ordered 20 minutes ago. Are they just sitting in the garmage? Yes. Typically, that's the station that everyone starts on yeah. um, in the kitchen. Um, Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I you worked my way shit. around the hotline and he saw me work the station by myself. And mind you, I'd come in and start my shift at three. When I first started, My I'd stay until 2 a.m. that night prepping all my shit for the next day. I'd come in the next day at three. The chef in front of me would take my station and throw it in the trash. I already had tickets across the board. And he just wanted me to prep everything a la minute. And get all this shit out. So he's wasting food? Uh, yes. And he, they just like to sit and watch me, like, sweat. Sink. kind of crazy-ass abusive, unhealthy oh, relationship environment. The same I've, thing happens in the office space. And in, actually in any but space. But food's yeah. not wasted. I've been spit at. I've True. had China thrown at me. Yeah. What? Spit at, girl. Like, this you is the thing I'm me. saying. I'd be like, in, in an orange jumpsuit right girl, now. Girl, <laughs> yes. Um, I just... You know, for me, I'm just like, all right, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to earn the respect. And I and I did. But I always knew in the back of my head that it wasn't for me forever. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I would have never thought it would have been like that. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in restaurants as a server. And so I've kind of seen what's gone down. Yeah. I remember, oh, my God, I worked at this restaurant I've never in Hell's in the Kitchen. Industry, so it's, I'm, girl, dumb. Yeah, it's, it's not for it's, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this particular chef, uh, I worked in Hell's Kitchen on 53rd and 9th, and it was a shit show back there, and it took you at least six months for you to even be acknowledged by your name by the chef. Like, yeah. he is that intense. Yeah. And so like, what would he call you? You, come here. <laughs> or you the, they like, all it's, have egos what girl. type of hazing process yeah, i'm watching a, a netflix show right now based on uh it's a documentary it always makes me hungry i don't know why i watch this type of stuff but it's called ugly delicious and it's so what good it's on netflix check it out okay I, yeah, that's all I, i'm gonna say is, is each episode has a different region or different food type and it's uh restaurant tours is that there and people chefs like lead chefs like people and their restaurants and food tasting, and I mm-hmm. like it. Mm. It's a, it's an easy watch. Like mm. while you're you know making your bed and throwing away <laughs> yeah. stuff, like you don't. It doesn't require your undivided attention. Right. Simple reads or simple watches, yes. I should say. Yeah. Like Parks um, and Rec. <laughs> so yeah, I think the thing about the New York is that servers stay for like a week and then quit, mm-hmm. so they don't want to take the time to, to get to know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's fast forward to today. So what are the latest projects or the new projects like? We know you're doing the lube-influenced yeah. desserts and pastries and all that no, shit. No, 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 no pastries. Oh, no pastries. If I, I don't, the baking. I mean, I guess I could. Like, anyone can, like, make a recipe. But I just prefer food. But... The savory. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, I really want to be 
that female chef that I represent a lot of things. Clearly, I represent for females. I was bullied by a lot of females growing up. So for me, if I can inspire women to uplift other women um, rather than tear them down, that's what I'm here for. Um, And also just to speak my story and, you know, let women know that if you're a cop or a firefighter or any male-dominated industry, then, you know, stand your ground and, you know, work hard and, you know, get that respect and, and show your talent and, and do your job and be amazing at it. Um, as well as just inspire, or inspire people just to do them, men, girls, mm-hmm. whatever, like be you, be authentic, be different, you know, stand out. Um, as far as like for the lubricants, uh, I have some things cooking with system Joe, uh, I want to be that chef in the adult industry. Mm-hmm. I have my trademark, Healthy Raid, which is my YouTube channel. And uh, what that is, is I go into people's houses and I raid their kitchen and I create a healthy meal out of whatever they have oh, in wow. their kitchen. That really? sounds fun. Yeah. And it's kind of like a chopped yeah. in your kitchen. Um, in the restaurant, you know, we What's were, the craziest thing you've made? Oh my god! I I like rated out of the craziest like you know like um, items I guess. Well, I can tell you that it is harder for me to create a dish when people have a lot of options because then I get too excited. I'm like, oh fuck! I want to make this. I want to make this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I did raid my friend Lawrence, and he um, is like a personal trainer. He literally has egg whites, asparagus, you know. Ground Salmon turkey, fillets. Exactly. pre-workout, <laughs> like three things in his fridge, right? I was like, "Fuck!" Like, mm-hmm. okay. So I actually made him protein pancakes with a uh, crispy turkey bacon, and I used his protein powder um, in the pancakes. And then he had like a raspberry vinaigrette in his fridge, and I did a little reduction syrupy thing mm. uh, out of that. So with vinegar. Yeah, I, I really had to sweeten that out. I'm it like, was, girl, I bet you really had to reduce this. I did with coconut water. He had coconut water. So, okay. yeah, I kind of mellowed it out. But um, I really would like to take my healthy raids on a higher platform. Uh, this would be a good show. Mm-hmm. Travel Channel, a This is what I I'm saying, it. girl. I'm going to be famous. TLC. But I don't want to <laughs> be. I can see the network. But I don't want to be on Food Network. You know why? Because why? they catfish, okay? Mm. What? what they... Yes, there's amazing chefs on there, but it's not my story or my truth as far as what I've witnessed in the kitchen. Oh. You know, for me, I'm more about reality, and I like. I think I'd be like good on a late night show because I'm disgusting and I have a bad mouth. But um, I do want to take my healthy raids to a higher platform. Um, huh? We may I, have to talk. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> I I, I'm trying to get involved with porn stars. I really think that they are the most liberating. They yes. inspire me to, you know, just be who you are. And being sexually liberated is such a huge part of your confidence, you know? Yeah. And I think they'd make for great entertainment. And so. I think it would be funny too. Do you know Brian Pumper? Uh, no. <laughs> He gave me his car. He tried to recruit Shar a year ago. <laughs> give him, give him my car, girl. Year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's girl, Go on Instagram. You, you Hollywood. Right. Being dirty. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I like. I'm thinking about the concept of this show. Like, I think it would be so funny. 
I think it would be so engaging. Totally. And it would be refreshing. I don't watch pornography, but I think it would be refreshing for people who do to see some of their favorite porn stars in a different light. Exactly. So All the, puns intended. That's the right, <laughs> or that's the way that I'm trying to take this whole uh-huh. food and sex thing. Um, that's one way it. that I want to I want to definitely introduce my brand to the adult world, um, because ultimately, whether whether the thing is, is before I, I went into the or I'm venturing into the adult world, I work for athletes and everything. So health has always been my thing. Mm-hmm. But whether you're, you know, plus size uh, porn star in shape, whatever. If you are not right in your health, like, you know, and what you put in your body, um, it really takes a toll on how you perform throughout the day and how you can perform, you know, on screen or whatever. And also it has a lot to do with how your bodily fluids taste. I was going to say that too. Down there and how you. No, I always say no one wants a glycolic peel with your semen. (laughs) Yeah. And your odor, it has a lot to do. Your diet is everything. Yeah. And so there's a lot that I have to offer. Um, Just period. But I think that for me, because of my experience and my past and just who I am, I'm super, you know, comfortable with my sexuality and I accept literally everyone's sexuality. Mm-hmm. Working at a sex store, I definitely see it all. I was about to say, I'm sure you mm-hmm. run yeah. the gamut. And I definitely do not judge yeah. anyone. And I yeah. it, I love hearing I about people's stories. I should apply at a sex store. Now that would be a good show. Char works at a sex store. I can't see that at all. It would be entertaining. Someone, it would, would be someone be like, Char, how do you feel about, ugh, no. disgusting. <laughs> I actually, I have stellar customer service, okay? I do, my background is retail. Um, With makeup. So, so. I know how when to When someone's sell. asking you, can I get an extra large dildo and a And I will reach ring? in the back and, and get them what they need. With and I will some ju- gloves and sterilizers. And, and, and as I'm wringing them out, my eyebrows will be touching my hairline. <laughs> right, I'm girl. not going to say anything. By the way. This is for another show right here, talking about all <laughs> that, that shit. By the way, at Milan's party, uh, the sex toy people. What? Um, like an exhibit? No, there were sex toy people who said that they knew you. Oh, yes. And, yeah, they introduced themselves to me. And I was like, there were a few people there that were like, oh, you do the show with Jace. And I was like, yeah, what's your name? They're like, I'm Brian. I'm Rodney. Like, I listen. People I'd never seen before. Aww. And I was like, oh, nice to meet hey, you. Hey, listeners. Hand me that lemon pepper wang over there. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. That's cute. I, oh, that night I was hanging out with the cast. But, yeah. Um, so we're going to play a short little game real quick. Before that, where can we find you, by the way? So I am on Instagram at Aaron in the raw, and there's like a period in between each <laughs> word. Funny. And Aaron is spelled how? E-R-I-N-N, period. Two N's, people. In the raw. And there's a period in between each word. And then on YouTube, um, I'm also at Aaron in the raw, and you'll see all my healthy raids there that I've done so far. I've been really busy with this whole sex thing, um, but I will get a porn star I have one scheduled in April, so I'm super excited. Can you say who yet? Um, not yet. Okay. Let the ink dry. Let the ink. We'll watch. <laughs> we'll watch. So we're gonna play a quick little rapid fire game, real quick. So okay. are, are you ready? Born ready. We Born don't ready. do us and ums. No, you no, just no. gotta go. Go, go, oh, go. Wait, and this so one is not an either or. It's an answer to question. Mm. 
And I just shout it out? Yep. Okay. You don't have to shout scream. You don't want to like... Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> just say the first thing that comes right. to your mind. Okay. okay. You ready? Yes. <clears throat> the last album you bought. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Jay-Z. <laughs> your favorite color? Orange. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Night owl. Favorite pizza topping? Ham. Your favorite TRL host? Oh, Carson Daly. Okay. Favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> favorite vegetable? Peas. Ew. Oh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I love peas. Ew. That's one of my <laughs> least favorite. <laughs> my Ugh. neck just broke. <laughs> um, the last book you read? I don't read books. Okay. Your favorite? <laughs> your... <laughs> I like picture books. Favorite, favorite band? Uh, Taking Back Sunday. The last person who texts you? My, one of my girls, Gabby. Okay. Uh, puppies or kittens? Oh, man. That's tough. Puppies. Bacon or Nutella? Bacon. The f- and what's your favorite dance move? Stanky leg. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Suzanne from Wendy. Good job. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. that was good. Good, good, good. Um, so we're going to actually jump into this Kiss and Tell Kudos. All right, time for the Kiss and Tell Kudos. All right, so the Kiss and Tell Kudos for this week, he's not my type, but a lot of y'all <laughs> lust over him. Ooh. Goes to Michael Bay Jordan, a.k.a. Killmonger. A.k.a. Uh, Yuck Mouth. Speaking of... Oh, sorry, my papers are all over the place, guys. Speaking of inclusion <laughs> writers... Um, Michael B. Jordan just announced on Wednesday that his production company, which is named Outlier Society, will be adopting inclusion writers for all of his projects. And in an Instagram post, uh, he said, in support of the women and men who are leading this fight, I will be adopting the inclusion writer for all projects produced by my company. I've been privileged to work with powerful women and persons of color. I know he didn't write this. Throughout my career, and it's Outlier's mission to continue to create for talented individuals going forward. If you want to learn more about how to support the cause, visit the link in Michael B. Jordan's Instagram's bio. So I'm excited. I should also note that inclusion clauses aren't all about race and gender. Some of them, you know, you got to include the LGBT people, too, um, according to statistics. So while it's great that we're making advancements and that you don't have to be the only person of color or only woman in the room, like I mentioned earlier, like I have been in so many spaces, um, it'll be refreshing to see all different walks of life. Uh, the disabled, mm-hmm. like, you know, like all walks of life in in production settings. Yeah, and that's totally. definitely crucial, especially in media that goes out because you think about kylie jenner's pepsi commercial kendall like, excuse me kendall jenner's pepsi commercial where i swore someone could have just been like this is not a good idea so i think the more people from different backgrounds if they in the had room, an inclusion writer exactly we would have never seen that commercial exactly. and kendall would have never gotten dragged the, but then again <laughs> right so i think it's important just to give people's perspectives and representation all of that so listen the way of the world is it's moving mm-hmm. it's moving in a good way mm-hmm. and i was scared for a at second. one point y'all ain't gonna be able to avoid having brown people in your boardrooms because at, at the rate that people is mixing and dipping and dodging y'all ain't gonna be able to to avoid 
employing brown people in your boardrooms. So, um, with that being said, yeah. inclusion riders for everyone, every workplace mm-hmm. from sea to shining sea. Friends. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Michael Bay Jordan, for uh, bringing that up. But this is a good episode. It was cute. Thank you for coming, like, so much. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. This I is so much fun. I think you're perfect for Women's History Month. When I saw your Instagram page, oh, I was just like, this you. would be perfect to have a woman who is a chef and also is all about her sexuality. It would be great for this month. So I reached out to you, and thank you for coming. And you thank also you. know Nicole, who I have not seen. Scherzinger? N- no. no. That's Sh- my girl. Richie? No, I went to Murphy? college with Nicole. No, <laughs> I actually don't remember her last name. But I went to college with her. Young. What's her last? Young. Uh-huh. There we go. Um, I went to college with her for like a semester back in like Cal State Fullerton in 06. But we've always been in touch. She has a cute little girl. Yep. Um, I feel like we all have those college friends that only lasted a semester, but she yeah. still well, she left. kept in touch. Yeah, yeah. And she, yeah, yeah I have but, people like that. Yeah, like, but oh. she popped up on her page, and I was like, what the hell is this? You know me, me Snoopy on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love your message. And so I wanted to invite you to the show. So thanks for coming. Perfect addition to our Women's History Month series. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm um, so honored. And thanks. <laughs> and one more time, tell us where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram under Erin, that's E-R-I-N-N, period, in, period, the, and period, raw. And on YouTube under the same, Erin and the raw. All right. And you can find Jace at Jace Barron and myself at Char Says So. And be sure to rate and subscribe and use the damn hashtag. We got to keep the flow of conversation going, guys. Love it. Yes, and thanks for joining us. And until next time, keep kissing and telling. I love us for real. (laughs) P.S. Thank you to Savacom, um, which is an adult um, erotic company who makes specialized toys, who gifted... um, the entire hosting crew today with gifts so i already got mine it's ironic that this is happening right now because i literally just mentioned them earlier in the show right right that i just met these people at surprise milan's party yeah so they wanted to they they're in town for the oscars and they gifted us with everything so i actually have two gifts for i am so Scared. Surprise. Wait, wait, wait. Again, these are oh. Savacom. Ooh, thank okay, you. Jace, okay, for you all listening, just know that Jace just handed me a bag. It is gray and with silver pull strings. So think very Crown Royal liquor bag. <laughs> and except it's thinner and it's shaped... Uh, <laughs> it's shaped like a... Like a, like a long thing. Okay. A long... Let me see what this is. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm such a what the a butt plug. This is interesting. You're gonna love it. And um, anal plug. And he said the smooth one would be great for you since you're such a a lovely lady. (laughs) Mine was rigid. Oh. My God! And then there's I got your a toy. massager. Aaron, what'd you get? Um, I got a G-spot massager, but it could also be used as a clitoral stimulator too. Oh, so she just knows. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I know. she works at the I damn know, sex but... store. Let me tell you. What 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 am I supposed to get from this? Okay, um, so butt plugs are amazing because you can put them inside to create pressure. 
Um, they are also used to prep for anal, but also, um, is that one a vibrating one? Does it have a plug? No, no that or one doesn't vibrate. I'm, if I were white, I'd be red right now. <laughs> I am. Like the vibrating ones blushing. are where it's at. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. Well, well. Thank, Merry Christmas, kids. Thank you. How thank do you pronounce you. it? Savacom. Thank you, Savacom. And check thank out Savacom.net to buy your own goods. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. You're very welcome. It is very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's a silicone. Um, it's nice. All right. Well, this has been quite the damn episode. <laughs> Literally, I'm so like, I know that I'm like oily. Like, I can feel, you know what? Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>